I'm human, so I don't always show up perfectly for, for my clients. But if I know that um, I have shown them that I'm attentive and generally care about them, I think that's the most important piece. Now, the right. words care and needs, I feel like are the most important pieces of serving. So I've found that an authentic caring attitude impacts people in a profound way. And that's where I get clients for life. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm serial entrepreneur and investor, Emmy Kirshner. And I'm known for sprinkling just a little bit of glitter throughout the streets of Philadelphia and on the stages that I speak while I help creative entrepreneurs stop struggling as the overworked admin in their business and become the CEO of their multi-six and seven-figure businesses. What has fascinated me over the years are the stories of success and failure that courageous entrepreneurs who have put it all on the line face as they change lives, disrupt industries, and become incredible leaders themselves. So if you're looking for a community of engaged entrepreneurs and you'd love to get some resources and tools that can help you fast track your business, I invite you to join the Tribe of Leaders Facebook group. The link is in the show notes if you want to connect with us. And of course, the group is free to join. everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. Today, I have one of my most favorite clients, Betsy Westfall. She is one of my legacy leader clients. We've been working together for the last year. Betsy is a realtor who has taken real estate and home buying and home selling to an entirely new level, which we're going to talk about why and what that looks like, so that if you're looking to buy a house, it is now the easy peasiest transaction you will ever, ever have. So with that, let me, sh- let me introduce and welcome. Thank you, Betsy, for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. I love hanging out and just being able to chat and talk about what we do together and what I do for my business. Yeah, so tell everybody a little bit about you know, what made you want to be a realtor? Because I think that's probably one of the most difficult businesses to start because there are so many people who become realtors, get their real estate license. And I think there's very few in the volumes of realtors out there who actually make it a full-time and successful, profitable business. Hmm. Part of it is my history. Um, I My first marriage was married to a guy who worked for IBM. And if you know anything about IBM, it stands for I've been moved. (laughs) And so we moved around a lot with the company and even with an overseas move. And all of that moving made me, you know, think about that process um, later in my life. I really didn't think about it then because we're moving with kids. There was just always a lot of moving parts. But later, you know, as I made a move by myself after my divorce, I paid a lot more attention to what was going on and thought back about those moves. And I think what I realized was that people didn't pay attention, meaning uh, the real estate agent didn't pay attention to my story. What was happening in my life right then? 
yes, I wanted to buy a house and we had to sell a house to move to the next city. But did I have kids that needed to um, be in school? Um, how was I moving? Was I going to have to have temporary housing? What was involved in my headspace in getting to know a new area? I think only one time did I have a real estate agent ask if I needed any recommendations for a pediatrician, for a dentist, and that was when we moved to Pennsylvania. And it was so nice to have someone who really cared about you starting your life in a new place. And sometimes it's not even that you're making a move from one state to another. Sometimes it's a city or an area, but sometimes you just need to have someone who understands what you're going through in the moment and then help you get to where you want to be. And combining those two things is the key. And that's what I think was missing in a lot of my moves that I made in the past. I would totally agree. I mean, as you know, I've moved around a lot growing up. And as we're recording this, I had just moved apartments, same building, but it was still, there's still a lot of moving pieces, right? From utilities to the, you know, the mail and coordinating everything with, within the building. Like, it's a pain. It is. And, but it's also an exciting time. So usually you're moving for um, positive reasons or you're moving to start fresh somewhere. And that should be an adventure. And sometimes it's challenging and change can be difficult. I, I understand that. But if you can think about it in a positive way and starting something new, it's an adventure. And I don't want people to miss that part of it with all these details. So that's where I come in and try and take care of all those details so they can enjoy that part of the process and the looking forward to, you know, the bigger house or the downsize, whatever it may be. I don't want people to miss that. <laughs> no, I totally agree. I mean, you and I, you know, we're working together as I move last year, a little bit, you know, just 10 months ago, but I moved my older son to an apartment in the first weekend of August, second son to college, mid-August, and then the end, you know, end of August, I moved to my first apartment here. And while I was exhausted at the end of it, it was like so exciting because we were all moving out and there, were, and there was this opportunity to start fresh and new and just be in a different place and explore an adventure. So I think regardless of the situation, there is that place. And I love that you're bringing up that mindset because I think that's really important in how we look at things. Do you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree because I do think sometimes people dread moving. And so they have this mindset that it's going to be horrible, it's, it's going to be a mess, and it's not going to be fun. Even though I didn't have all the time have a realtor who was trying to combine my story and where I wanted to go, I wanted it to be fun for my family. And so I tried to make it that way. And I want to do the same and share that thought process or mindset with my clients and help them to look at it differently. Like, don't look at this as this big upheaval and, you know that it's going to be a mess. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some mess, but it can also be fun and it can be exciting. Right. And an adventure. I mean, ultimately they're just problems that need to be solved. So mm -hmm. you exactly. can identify how big of a mess you want to make it. <laughs> actual size. So like you refer to yourself as a concierge. So what does that mean for people who are listening to us and maybe they're thinking about moving? 
I think because each time when I moved, there were a lot of overwhelming details like we were just talking about. And, you know, you're busy. You still, even when you're moving, you have to continue with your job, all your responsibilities. And so let's think about it this way. Just like a concierge at a hotel is there to help with all the details of your stay, to enhance your experience in every way possible. That's their job. Well, I'm here to help with all the details of buying and selling a home. And so when you think of it that way, that you go to the concierge and you say, oh, I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to go on a yacht. I want to find a restaurant um, this evening for my family. Or I need diapers. You know, where do I go find diapers? Anything from the very small to the very big problem that's what I'm here to do is to solve those problems so that along the way, there's less stress. You know who to go to, to find out any piece of information. Um, I have clients who are moving right now. They, during COVID, found out that they were expecting twins and they're in a tiny townhome that only has two bedrooms. And so they knew they had to move. They contacted me and we worked hard on this, even during COVID, to get them ready to put their house on the market. It sold in 24 hours. And within a week and a half, we found another townhome larger for them to move into. And pregnant mom was so worried because she said, I just don't want to have this ba- these babies in this tiny home. You know, I want to be able to move. And I'm like, we got this. We will get this done for you. And she's so excited and they're moving the end of July. And there are a lot of moving parts to this. There's, you know, what we call rent backs because of COVID. People weren't able to be out looking. And so they are renting their house back for a short period of time. And then they have to let their seller rent back for a short period of time, but it all worked. And those are the kinds of things you have to solve those problems creatively. And is that what the difference is for you between helping and serving? That's definitely part of it. So when I started thinking about how I wanted to show up for my clients, it was an important piece to, for me to unravel um, the distinction between helping and serving. So now I still use both the words interchangeably, but it was more I wanted to define for myself how I wanted to show up for my clients. So um, I started with the dictionary and looking at definitions there. And it's, it's hard because some of them are very um, concrete kind of definitions. And I knew I needed something else. So I started writing my own definitions. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. That's why I'm laughing. Right. So, so I feel like just in a, before I actually give the definitions, helping is more straightforward where serving is more complex. So Helping, I would say, is to give or provide what is necessary to accomplish a task or to satisfy a need. Where serving is to put the interest of others above your own, creating a caring experience. So from a client's perspective, how their expectations are met, not met, or exceeded greatly influences their experience with you. So I'm always engaged, attentive, and generally show I care about my clients' needs. Now, I'm human, so I don't always show up perfectly for for my clients, but if I know that um, I have shown them that I'm attentive and generally care about them, I think that's the most important piece. 
Now, the right. words care and needs, I feel like are the most important pieces of serving. So I've found that an authentic caring attitude impacts people in a profound way. And that's where I get clients for life. Right. When they have that feeling of being cared for and know that I generally am doing everything I can in their best interests. I love that you've taken the time to um, to define that so clearly for yourself. And I truly believe that's what separates you from every, everybody else as well. Not only do you have this kind of done for you, you know, let me help you hit the ground running service, but it's, it's about the communication of, you know, I can take care of all these things through care and meeting your needs and nobody's perfect. So you're in communication. I think that's the piece that's really important. That's what makes you who you are. Yeah, I think the communication is one of the biggest things. And that, you know, we hear that feedback, like um, our National Association is always surveying clients. And that's one of the biggest things that people complain about is they don't know what their agent is doing. And I actually have a communication document that tells them how I'm going to communicate. Um, and, and I ask them, what's the best way to communicate with you? And I tell them the best way to get a hold of me quickly. And then even timeframes, because communication and being caring and there for your clients doesn't always mean 24-7. Because we as business owners have to take care of ourselves. If we want to show up like this all the time for our clients, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first before you can really help them and help them solve their problems. So I explain that to my clients and help them understand at the beginning that that's why I have these hours. I said, you can text me anytime and I may look at it, but I may not answer you right then. But if it's something really critical that you need to get a hold of me when I look at it, I'll respond to you if it's something that's critical. But I, I do feel like sometimes we as entrepreneurs get caught up in having to be there every single moment. And most people understand that you need to take care of yourself and at first and have a break so that you show up for them. Yeah, I think having those boundaries create better client relationships. I wanna shift a little bit into what's helped you build your business, particularly over the last year, because I've seen a huge change. And I know, you know, particularly during COVID, like you were still signing new clients. Weren't allowed to go show houses in person. You, I mean, essentially, had your hands tied behind your back. And, and yet here you are still bringing on new people. You've got stuff lined up in your pipeline and you've been really busy since things opened up here in Pennsylvania. Initially, my thought would be thinking bigger. You know, when you and I met and we started working together, I think I had thought big when I first started and then it kind of shrunk just because of daily business going on. And I'd lost kind of the vision of what I wanted to create. And so I think thinking bigger and then actually moving toward that goal, doing things that will move me closer and closer to that goal. And then of course, behind that is you and coaching. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I think for me, the two things were like most of us do, we have self-doubt negative thoughts from previous experiences that are hindering us and holding us back from our goals or reaching our potential. 
And we've worked on that a lot together. And, and that's made a huge difference for me in moving forward. And then I also think even if you've dealt with those things and sometimes we still have trouble seeing the forest for the trees. So what do I do next? I know I need to do this, but how do I, how do I, what are the steps that lead up to that? And, and then beyond that. And there's so much that we have to think about as business owners to have that sounding board of a coach to help you unravel those things and, and kind of build steps in and know where to start is huge. It really, that to me, has been the biggest thing helping me in this past year. Well, so what do you see your results as? I would say if I am doing what I call my foundational sales activities, which is really just keeping in contact with my clients, you know, making sure I'm touching them in different ways and throughout the month, the year, whatever, is huge to keep those relationships going. So having people refer me, which is what happened during COVID, I had people say, I know we can't do anything right now, but I have a friend, I have a son, I have, I need to, or I, a neighbor calls me. Those referrals are success for me. And I, and I think it's also success. I had a guy contact me through my company's website this week and we talked and to not meet me in person, just to talk with me on the phone, hear how I work, do an evaluation for him, for his property and for him to be great with what I am offering him. I mean, that to me is a success too, because I'm communicating well with that person to and, and that goes back to that whole thinking about how do I want to show up? If you don't really know how you want to show up and you can't communicate it, you're not going to be able to really draw people in and serve them well, I think. And funny that you're talking about this because I just posted on social media and part of the, like, the copy was this woman that I took. She ran a mommy and me class so back when Brian was like itty bitty, so 20 some odd years ago. <laughs> but she said this thing to me that stuck with me for forever is that your children will rise and fall according to your expectations. And I've used that as a way of adjusting how I show up and what I expect of myself. And it's been really cool to see how when I do that and I really show up confidently and, and not trying to make everything perfect, but that I'm there consistently and exactly what you said with taking care of needs, caring, whether it's my kids, my clients, my friends, whoever that I'm having a relationship with, everybody reacts differently. And I've, I've shared that with clients over the years, particularly as like, well, how do I make this change? And what will my staff or my, my colleagues think, or even, you know, what will my husband do? Because we're you know, fighting about this. I'm like, you don't have to say anything, like just make the change. And it's really cool to see how everybody falls in line. And I think that's what you're experiencing right now is that you've shown up and you've done the work consistently and your care comes through with everything that you send out. I also think too what you were just saying about when we talk about real estate and one of the things that I love about it is that every transaction is different. You never know what is going to be sort of thrown at you or what you have to figure out. Yeah, I would totally agree with that piece that you're talking about as far as showing up with confidence. Sometimes you don't know what you're going to be thrown now, what's going to be thrown at you, but to know that in the past you've been able to solve those problems for people 
and you'll figure it out the next time. That's the confidence. In real estate, it's the same way where every transaction is different. There's always something that is new and you learn. And I think that also in this past year has been a, a growing experience for me just to understand that, that even though I haven't had that before, I can figure it out and I can solve it. And so then I show up, like you said, more confidently for my clients. How has it affected what you see as great characteristics for being a leader? In general, when you're in business for yourself, you're, you have to grow. You really don't have a choice if you're going to grow a business. You have to grow personally as well. And I, through this process, creating a real estate business and then also working with you, I feel like I've grown so much, learned about myself. I have to say, I like myself better, (laughs) you know, and I'm kinder with myself as a result. And and so that's a huge part of that and and a part of building my real estate business. And I think also, you know, we talked a lot at the beginning that I was the CEO of my business and I never thought of myself that way. And that's taken some time to change that mindset. But what I realized finally was at the end of the day, the responsibility is mine for the success of my business. It's both scary, but it's also very empowering to realize that, mm-hmm. and that you have that capability within yourself to, to create that success. And it's exciting. It is exciting. And as I said, I've loved seeing you grow and take on that role as the CEO because you're really showing up as the person who's running the business. And you know, we're about to bring team members on for you, et cetera. And it's gonna give you just a whole new level to grow again. That's the big thing. None of this is new growth to be done, right? Yeah, it's just continuing to get another level of uncomfortable. I'm curious too, if you're open to sharing, you have 1440 um, tattooed on your arm. And if I remember correctly, it's on your arm. I'm not putting it in a different place. But what's the significance of that for you? And how does that kind of keep you focused on your, in your day? I think everyone has had probably an event that happens in their life that brings to, to light the importance of treasuring every day. You know, you might lose somebody suddenly and, and it makes you really think and say, wow, you know, I'm, something could happen and I might not be here tomorrow. And it's very sobering when that happens. And that happened to me with a boss I had a number of years ago when I worked in a pharmaceutical company. And he had a disease that he had lost a father and two brothers to. So it's a genetic disease. And when I was working for him, he shared it with me at one point and without even thinking, <laughs> my first question that came out of my mouth was, how, how do you live with that? Knowing that you could die really at any moment um like you're and they all would all died in their 40s oh wow really young and he said well i make the most of every day um that's you know all i can do is try to make the most of every day and it just stayed with me and he did probably six or eight years later he did pass away right before his 50th birthday and it was hard. He was very well liked by a lot of people that he, you know, worked for him. And unfortunately within, um, I think it was less than six months, his son in his early twenties had passed 
away too from the same disease. So it, it's funny because when we have those things happen, they're very sobering and you say, I, I have to do this. I have to make the most of every day. I have to have that mindset. And then time goes on and life goes on and we get caught up in it. And so for me, that kept happening. You know, I would have an event or something would remind me, his name was Mike, would remind me of Mike and I'd be like, oh, I have to remember that. I want to, I want to hold that near and dear, you know, that thought process. So eventually um, a friend uh, told me about 1440. And so what 1440 is, it's the number of minutes that are in a day. So 1,440 minutes are in every day. What struck me about that and it impacted me was when I think about 24 hours in a day, that seems like it's forever. It seems like it's endless. Oh, I've got plenty of time. But when I thought about 1,440 minutes, that seemed fleeting. Like it was very short and needed to be guarded, <laughs> you know? Isn't and so. Funny? I know, isn't it? If, to me, I don't know if it impacts anybody else that way, but that's how, how it impacted me and my thoughts. And so I thought, wow, you know, thought about it. And my husband's son, oldest son is a tattoo artist. And so one day I just thought, you know what? I need where I can see it every day. So it's on my right forearm. Think about it. And what's cool too is people ask me about it. What is 1440? So now I get to tell the story and it helps me remember too. So that's another cool, cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it keeps Mike living on too. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. So what's one thing that you do to check in with yourself or to create, I guess, intentional days so that you're, you're staying on track or not wasting them, air quoting? Yeah. So sometimes I feel like it's different things. So for a little while, it was meditation, you know, kind of just to pause. And, you know, this whole COVID thing changed a lot of things for a lot of people. So just understanding, well, what is it that I need to do to kind of reset or relook at how things are going, whether it's this kind of thing, or even just in your business. One of the things I realized, because I lost for a little while the, the ability, I couldn't run because I had a nagging injury. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that really helps me refocus to go out. Sometimes I think a lot about what's happening, get ideas. And I really missed that because I wasn't able to do that for a while. But that helps me kind of refocus and kind of get centered again. Mm -hmm. Betsy, this has been amazing, and we're just about out of time. Where can people get in touch with you if they want to reach out? I would say the best way is to email. I'll, I'll tell you my email address, and then also, I mean, they can text me. Those are the easiest things um, right now. So it's Betsy at SheaBetsy.com, and that is spelled C-H-E-Z-B-E-T-S-Y.com. And then my phone number is 484-354-8182. Awesome. And we'll get those up on the show links too. So, or the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I can hardly wait to see your continued success because you're just, you're taking these gigantic leaps forward and it's really cool to watch your progress. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been fun to chat and talk about these things and, and, and it's always good to look back and see how, how you've grown and the changes you made. That It's very encouraging, too. 
Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. And I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review, it would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders. 